Femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring. And this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz and my guest today is Yelena Gramova. Yelena is a linguistics and tourism student in the College of Economics in Montenegro and a volunteer helping Ukrainian refugees translate what they need to say as they study abroad. Born in Odessa, Ukraine, Yelena lived 10 years in Montenegro and her hobbies include drawing, writing, and protecting the Ukrainian culture and language. Yelena, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. What about you? I'm feeling fantastic, optimistic, lucky to be alive, and to ask you a bit more about who you are, since you're very unique and different. (laughs) How (laughs) would your friends describe your personality? What would they say about you if someone asked them, what do you think about Yelena? Oh, I think the first thing they would say about me is that I'm so sarcastic and that I have an amount of hobbies that change every day. Like I'm different every day. I'm a mood person, you know. Thank you. And why do you think that is? Is it because you're someone who gets bored easily and so new things make you excited and full of passion for life? Or is it a kind of defiance to authority and what is normal? And so you're like, no, I will never have a pattern or a routine. I'll always break the expectations. You know, it's kind of both because I easily get interested in something new. And I really like how right now people can study everything they want online and knew a lot of new things like so easy. So I agree. It's a miracle and knowledge is power and abundant in these times. But when it comes to languages, there is a lot of daily studies, a lot of work, a lot of repetition of exercises. So how do you not get bored if you have chosen languages as your field? Well, you know, I actually know four languages and I'm studying two more. So it's something that I just study so easy I just listen to people speaking some language and I get into it I understand it and I start studying and they never get bored of it I just love it what interests you the most in languages for example me personally I speak six languages and to me it's about not being a tourist or not being mainstream and doing what is expected but if you speak the language You can go somewhere, live like a local, find the gems and the hidden places and have adventures that tourists cannot have. And therefore, you can feel more bonded and connected to the culture. That's for me. What is it for you? You know, I actually agree so much with this because I uh, 
think that every language has a part of culture in it. So when I came somewhere where I know the language, I know something about the culture and it feels completely different when you came there knowing nothing and when you came there knowing the language, knowing some things about the history of the country. What does so, culture mean for you and why is it interesting? Uh Culture is history. It's a boarding um, between some different countries. Like you can never say that country is the same as any other country because they have different culture. It's a history that means a lot of a lot of things, a lot of stuff because every culture is different in their own way. They are so interesting and they have some values that people share with each other and I don't know the culture is like a big family of a country I don't know how to explain but it means a lot of to me thank you but I have to challenge you on this since in the beginning we established you're a little rebel how do you love culture if culture is by definition what society loves what everybody agrees on and therefore you have this defiance to authority that makes you want to do the opposite of what any culture does so how can you both be a rebel and someone who loves to be part of the culture well you know uh i'm actually so proud of my culture so i think that's maybe how i explain it because i love saying like i'm ukrainian and my culture means that we have some great poets we have some politics that are so good and interesting so something that if a culture is something to be proud of then i love to be part of it and i just can't explain it actually it's something in emotions level Thank you. And you have lived 10 years. You have lived 10 years in Montenegro. How would yeah. you describe any differences between the culture in Montenegro and in Ukraine? Oh, actually, sometimes I would even say that they're similar, but not like a lot of things are similar. People are different, you know, their values, their families, their opinions on some things it's all so different but it's also um some kind of similar because you know there's a little country ukraine or a little country montenegro and there's a big country like serbia or russia they're constantly trying to take the culture of the smaller country so it's kind of similar you know thank you and to ask you, because there is something that is very interesting, a lot of Ukrainian girls seem to have, or they admit to themselves, they have a bitch face where they don't show emotions and people think they're angry, but they can be happy. Well, they say people, for example, in the US, they're smiling constantly and being friendly. You as a Ukrainian who spent, I don't know, a lot of your life in two places are you someone who has a serious poker face when you're not speaking or are you different i actually am someone with a poker face and i always hear from people that before they met me they thought that i'm so serious and i'm a bad person i don't know i just don't show emotions when i'm not talking but when i start talking i'm just so emotional I don't know. Some of the girls said the reason for this is they grow up with teachers who are stern and have 
such poker faces or angry faces all the time. So they adopted. Others said we're always looking at social media. So we're focused and our faces become poker face like that because we're looking at Instagram and TikTok and therefore we're not having those expressions. And some others say, I don't know, we get it from parents, we get it from the culture where in the beginning people are cold, but when you get to know Ukrainians, you know, they're funny and warm, etc. For you specifically, what do you think is the cause of your poker face? Well, I think that it's about the fact that I want people to take me seriously, even though I, I'm young. So I just kind of want to look older when I'm with poker face, I do look older. So that's the thing. Why do you want people to take you more seriously? And did you have experiences where they did not? Yeah, uh, as I said, I'm a kind of translator like right now. And some people, they think that if I'm young, I can't translate correctly, even though I know both languages like so good. And it used to piss me off sometimes because I I was really ready to do the work I have to do. And people were thinking that I cannot do it just because I'm young. So, yeah. I agree with you. Such stereotypes and projections are absolutely not only annoying, but they're wrong and unfair. But to return to something in the very beginning, you said you're a sarcastic person. Does this make it difficult for you to make new friends that people in the beginning, you keep distance and a wall from them and use sarcasm as a protection before you open your emotions? Or do you get along and make friends all the time very easily? Um, actually, some people do not understand my sarcasm and they're like, why did you say that? It's so offensive. Or why do you not agree? It's something you have to agree on. And I'm just like, girl, that was a sarcasm. So it kind of makes it different to make new friends. But if some people are also sarcastic, we make like a friendship so easy. Thank you. And have you ever had the experience of meeting someone new and feeling instant chemistry or from the very first second you feel like you know this person all your life and you can open your emotions? Or do you need multiple meetings to observe people, to spend time before you begin to like a person in any way and open up? Well, it actually depends on a person because, yeah, there were people in my life that I met and I constantly know they will be my friend like forever and we will be great friends. And some people were so bad in the beginning. I was thinking like, oh, no, I will never be friends with that person. Like she's so annoying. But then we became best friends. So depends on a person. Thank you. And since you're a rebel, do you tend to like bad boys and guys who are full of drama and toxic and emotions because they're interesting? Or do you like good guys? And what do you think about this idea that if a guy is a good guy, he's boring, and therefore, the bad boy is more exciting and interesting anyway? To start with a thing that I actually more like girls. So um, I don't, I don't think that I look if there's a good girl or a bad girl I just look into their personality and it 
really depends on the person because some person can be so good but not be boring and some person can be like bad and be boring like I don't know who. What makes a girl or someone not boring? Their interest, actually. I think their interest and I think that it's so important which is the person's humor. I really care about this one. Thank you. Do you mean sarcasm specifically or any kinds of humor? Any kinds of humor because there's a lot of kinds of humor and some of them I don't really find so funny and some of them I love and when people has the same or similar humor to mine I just know that it will be my person. Thank you and other than Ukraine if you could live anywhere in the world that will represent who you are match your personality your energy your vibe where would it be would it be a specific city like Hollywood Los Angeles or London or Bali, or will it be an area? Or what would be, other than Ukraine, a place that represents Yelena perfectly? Well, I actually thought about this, and I think that it would be somewhere in Poland. I don't know why, I just feel like I need to go there. I just feel like it's my country, and I I can't even explain it. It's on emotional level. And I've never been there, actually. Thank you. And as an artist, someone who loves to draw, what inspires you? How do you get that experience of getting full of emotion and feeling that you need to draw? It's time to express something on paper or a canvas. Music and people. Like I can talk with a person and I think that I have to draw, not like that person, but something about them like their energy I can't even explain but just or music when I listen to music I just feel like in different universe and I have such great ideas for drawing so thank you and I love that you mentioned people's energy tell me more what do you think is energy Um, how does it manifest how do you feel it do you have some spiritual or metaphysical thoughts about energy people's energy together and what is it where does it come from because you cannot see it but it's felt so real well personally I think that energy is something so important in people so it's not like I don't know their how they act or something else it's just something that you feel when you talk to them you just feel that that person matches your energy and you can tell them everything and they will understand it they will be there and won't look at you like you're some weirdo but they will be there and understand you like you know each other like i don't know for whole life i like that and how often or frequently Do you experience that since you meet a lot of people at your translation volunteer work? Actually, there are just four persons in my life that I can say completely match my energy. But it's different thing when you meet someone who you're just comfortable with and you want to go outside with them. And when there's someone that matches your energy and you want to be with them like all the time. I have a friend that is my twin flame, like people say, when your energy is like completely the same, like there's no difference at all. So I think I meet people pretty much often. 
that are comfortable to be with, but they don't match my energy. Thank you. And to know you even more, and since this podcast is about femininity and maybe it's good to contrast it with masculinity and since you're attracted to girls, how would you define that feminine energy of girls? Why is it attractive for you? What is masculine energy and why does it not give you any attractive quality in your own personal experience, of course? Well, with feminine energy, I would start with the fact that women have not as much rights as men do, but they still find a way to be so powerful. And I don't know, I'm just so excited when I see a woman do something that a man does so easy, but she has to do like a big way to come there to do something that a man gets so easily. And I just find this so attractive and so magical and something in masculinity energy that doesn't attract me is that some men think that they are superior that they are better than women just because they are men so I really don't like this yes thank you and I guess one of the biggest representations of that is the Russian invasion on Ukraine etc. So how was that day, February 24th for you? How did you hear about the war? How did you feel? And how did this whole war experience change you as a girl? It was actually so scary because it's it was five in the morning when my mom came into my room crying and she said like the war started and I just took my phone and messaged my friends because two of my online friends are from Donbass. If you know, there's like a different war that was there for like eight years. And I was so scared of them and my different friends. So I immediately called some of them and I was there whole day. I was online. I was trying to be there for them just to calm them down even though I was crying whole day and it was so scary you know it I will never forget it I will never forget how I grow up in one day and all of the dreams all of the plans that I had to this summer in Ukraine they suddenly just disappeared I really really understand what you're saying. I was there actually in Ukraine on February 24th, and it was absolutely hectic and horrible and life-threatening. So for now, since you meet a lot of Ukrainians who are outside, do you feel that if the war continues longer, they will settle down outside of Ukraine and therefore start a new life and not return when there is a victory? Or Do you feel that all Ukrainians as soon as possible want to and will return to Ukraine to rebuild the country? Because it's understandable if they have a new job, new study, new life somewhere, it might be difficult to stop that and return to the unknown after a war. It so much depends on the people because some people don't have where to come back there houses are destroyed their families are dead and it's actually so scary listening to them so some people won't return because they don't have to return like they don't have home there they 
just have memories of how their home was just destroyed, how their family died. But some people, mostly young people, I think that they will return because they want to be back there to rebuild our country and to show the world how strong we are. Thank you so much, Elena. This was my privilege, my honor, such a great conversation. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Heroin Slava, I was so honored to talk to you. It was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.